Hello and welcome to Generation Mix. This is the podcast where a father and a son review the CDs that dad's been making to the son for the last five years or so. I'm the dad, I'm Neil. I'm the son, I'm Joel. And today, if you've picked up on the musical clue, we are listening to the music of... Slade! Uh, Slade! Ugh. So Slade began in the late 60s as a band known as Ambrose Slade. They released their first album, which is called Beginnings. It's not great, to be honest. And their second album, they had a change of style and they dropped the Ambrose and just became Slade. But they really hit it big shortly after that second album. And it was our first track that was what really took off and shot all the way to number one. And this is Cause I Love You. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So this song came out in 1971. As I say, it was a massive hit. It shot to number one and heralded the real arrival of Slade on the scene as, quite frankly, the biggest group since the Beatles, as they went on to have six number one hit singles and every other single that they released within that period also, I believe, made the top five all the way through to the end of 1974. And they're a Midlands band. They came from Wolverhampton. That doesn't make me like them more. Well, it should. Because you're from the Midlands too, John. I think Because I Love You is a, is a great song. And, and as it gets later on, you start to really hear the strength and power in the vocals of Noddy Holder. I, I don't like his voice. I think... I think his voice might be the most underrated voice in rock music. It's incredibly strong. And I, you try singing some of his songs and you'll find how high he goes. And he gets an awful lot of power in it. I mentioned that they had hit singles that all hit the top five until the end of 1974. And that leads us on to the second choice on here, which stalled at number two. It's from the In Flame album, which was their soundtrack to a film they made called Slade in Flame and it's far far away and this is a cracking song. I sang the glory that was roaming past the hound of singers home it still seems for the best and I'm it's okay this is better than okay fine it is better than okay this, this is much. this is a great pop rock single it's such a shame this didn't hit number one because it's well it would have been their seventh number one but it's such a good song it's probably my favorite Slade album in flame 
and we'll be revisiting that a couple of times during this run through. I don't suppose you remember, but I've actually gigged this once when we had a New Year's Eve party with our old church. And I was playing bass and singing this. I really like this song. Before we hear the next track, it's worth looking into some of the decline that Slade went through. So after basically ruling the charts for the best part of three years, they started to have less chart success. And that less chart success in the space of two or three years became none at all, including the album Whatever Happened to Slade, which was meant to have been a an ironic joke, but sold really badly, which is a shame. It's a good album. The next album was Return to Bass, which sold even worse, and they were on the verge of giving up. They then had a triumphant return, thanks to the Reading Festival in 1980, when Ozzy Osbourne pulled out and they were asked to do it at the last minute. And they almost said no, but they said yes, and they smashed it. Because one thing that Slade were apparently was a phenomenal live band. They basically had a second chance at success, which they grabbed with both hands. And although this wasn't a hugely successful single, this next one is part of that second chart success period. It's from the album Till Death Do Us Part, which may well be one of the worst pun albums ever. And it's Lock Up Your Daughters. This song was one of the chief reasons that when I was seven, it came out in 1981, so I would have been seven, I didn't like Slade. Because this was played on top of the pops, and I thought I didn't, much like you used to say, I thought I didn't like rock songs or even slightly metallic-y type things. And this song, I in inverted commas, hated. Now, I adore it now because I'm older and I... But I used to really, really hate Lock Up Your Daughters. And something... I like rock music, though. I like Green Day. You used to say you don't like rock music, and I understand where but, you were but I didn't. That. But I didn't realise what rock music was. That's why. So, we will come in time to Slade's second peak period of success... And they'd always fail to crack America. And in this second peak of success, they succeeded. America suddenly sat up and took notice. But unfortunately, as they were about to go out and capitalise on that success, the bass player, Jim Lee, collapsed at one of the warm-up gigs and was diagnosed with hepatitis. Coupled with the fact that Noddy Holder's marriage was collapsing and didn't want to tour anymore, they became a studio band. And their first album as just a studio band, no longer playing live, is Rogue's Gallery. And the next track is from that album. It's called Harmony. And I think this is a great song. Harmony, in my life, there ain't nothing in this 
So what did you think of Harmony? He was okay. I say this is from the Rogues Gallery album. I've already mentioned two members of the band, which are Noddy Holder and Jim Lee. They wrote everything you're going to hear. They also wrote the vast, vast majority of all of Slade's singles. When you think about it, they, they, were, they were quite a hit machine. In fact, while we're thinking about it, do you know what Slade's most famous song is, Joel? Uh, no. Yes, you do. Uh. Think about that voice that you've been hearing singing, yelling the words, It's Christmas. Are you hanging up your stocking on the wall? Oh, yeah. So here it is. Merry Christmas. It is reported that every year that song earns the writers, Holder and Lee, half a million pound. But Spotify only pays th- only pays artists uh, 0.3 cents per play. Not all of the revenue comes from Spotify. In fact, a lot probably doesn't. It comes from it being played in shops. So there's performing rights licenses. It comes from people playing it at Christmas gigs. It comes from fresh downloads of the song every year. It's been charting every year for the last 15 years. And all of it adds up to apparently half a million, although it's been estimated by one newspaper as being a million. Noddy Holder will not say how much he earns from that song because it, it's... Basically, it's kept him happy in retirement. But like I said, I've mentioned Holder and Lee. There are two other members of Slade. Dave Hill, who was famous for wearing extremely outlandish costumes on stage. Once Jim Lee said to him, that's a bit too much and ridiculous. And his response was, you write them, Jim, I'll sell them. And then the fourth member was Don Powell. We'll come back and talk about Don Powell a little bit later on. What was the song that you mentioned when you couldn't remember what their most famous song is? Goodbye to Jane. Well, let's listen to it. Uh, it's okay. Oh, come on. You, I used to. Once a time you said you really like this, and actually at one point you'd even considered it as a top 100 song. Hadn't you? In the early days. I oh, know it's not now. But when I liked that song particularly, I didn't know that top 100s existed. Yes, you did, because that's the reason you were listening to it. It was in my top 100 at one point. I think it might well still be. We'll find out when we do that video for my when YouTube When I was a child, maybe. doesn't need to be a child. Goodbye to Jane. I've gigged this as well, and I adore Goodbye to Jane. I think it's one of their very, very best songs, and they've got lots of songs I love. I really do think Slater for life and not just for Christmas. So back into that 80s period where they were having their second run at chart success, it didn't last... And the next song we've got was a single that they released. It's all about an event called Live Aid. Now, you know what that is, don't you? 
Wait, is this the Christmas song that the Christmas... Oh, li Live Aid, not um, Life Aid or whatever it was. Band-Aid. Band-Aid, yeah. Okay, Band-Aid was Do They Know It's Christmas. That led to Live Aid. Slade did not play at it. I don't know whether they weren't invited or it's more the fact that they were no longer playing live at this point. But they did write and release a single that they thought may be successful. It's about Live Aid, it's about Bob Geldof, and it's called Do You Believe in Miracles? This should have been a hit, and it really wasn't. So those lyrics covered things like that period I mentioned of the album Return to Bass where they were struggling big time and they met the man they called The Mouth, which was Bob Geldof. And he said, why are you carrying on? Now, ultimately, they had some more success. Bob Geldof became far more famous for Live Aid in the end rather than his music as part of the Boomtown Rats. And then Do You Believe in Miracles is about that time and about Live Aid. What did you think of it? It was fine. Fair enough. I think that if that had been properly promoted, released maybe towards Christmas time, I think that would have actually potentially been a hit, but it, it wasn't. It, it stalled big time. And I think even they at that point knew that the chart success was up. But let's head back to the 70s for when they were phenomenally successful. Number one album called Old, New, Borrowed and Blue. It was the first album that they released that started to explore different styles of music than the stomping glam rock that they've become incredibly successful for. This is a deep album cut called When the Lights Are Out. Okay. This is better than we've had with some other ones, though, where you've been actively. Boring is often worse than. Um, it's not boring. In my opinion, it is. Boring yeah, is sometimes. Boring is often worse than bad. You're sat there playing a balloon game with a monkey. That's boring. That's the fun thing. That's the only thing I'm not dying of boredom. Old, New, Borrowed and Blue was recorded in 73. I think it was released right at the start of 1974. And at this point here, I said I'd revisit the uh, the drummer Don Powell. In the summer of 73, he was involved in a horrendous car accident. His girlfriend was killed. 
and he was in a coma for a long time. And when he was out of that coma, he suffered some serious damage to his short-term memory. They were told that if they didn't get him onto a drum kit soon, it could be seriously detrimental to him being able to ever play the drums again. So the first thing they recorded was Merry Christmas, everybody. And then obviously they ended up recording this album as well. And he still carried on playing, but it's a tragic story that what happened in that summer of 73. In 75, they attempted to break America and they failed. And when they came back in 76, they released an album called Nobody's Fools. Both singles from the Nobody's Fool album failed to make the top 10. And this was a rarity for Slade, but they're still pretty decent in my opinion. And the first one of these is In For A Penny. Why? Didn't sound right. Interesting, the record buying public only got that to number 11 in the chart, so they may have agreed with you to a certain extent. I think that that is very, very similar to the first track on the CD we listened to, Because I Love You. It's got the same slow build-up. I think there might actually even be a violin on it later on. Perhaps it was an indication that they were starting to retread old glories. So let's go back two years prior to the release of In For A Penny for a single that I think hit number four. This is a cracking stomper song. It's called The Bangin'. When you wake up in the morning You can't remember much about the night before Then the lady who's beside you gets up She goes right out and locks the bathroom door And your head won't stop singing the It was okay. Oh, it's better than okay. No, it was okay. It's better than okay. No, it wasn't. I'm sorry, Dad. Into the 80s. You just back... don't like good music. Sorry? I'm sorry, Dad. You just don't like good music. No, you don't like good music. I think Slade are one of the most underrated bands in history, given how much success they had in the early 70s. In the first... They bossed... 
the first five years of the decade, give or take, in terms of the charts. And we've also listened to music from the band that bossed the second half of the decade, as far as the charts were concerned, which is ABBA. The first half belonged to Slade, the second half belonged to ABBA. And no one else was anywhere near close in terms of success. And there seemed to be the great forgotten band. A greatest hits record of Slade has got so many smash hits on it. It really has. <sighs> so let's go to another one. The one that did break them in America and was a top 10 hit over here. It's from an album called The Amazing Kamikaze Syndrome. It's Run, Run Away. fine they're all just fine but they're good that's good it's it's not bad to listen to an album where everything is fine and after a time it's the not more good you, either but the more you listen to something the more the musicality and the nuance comes out and you learn to like things more but you don't tend to listen to much apart from youtubers let's return to in flame my favorite album and you're playing this stupid game with monkeys. This is called Them Kind of Monkeys Can't Swing. Monkeys! And them kind of monkeys can't swing And them birdies can't sing If them pigs could fly Maybe they'd fly away from me And them kind of monkeys can't swing And them birdies can't sing If them pigs could fly Maybe they'd fly away from me It's fine. Fine. I like well, the you... monkeys. Well, you had better like the next song more than fine. Because the next song is phenomenal. In your opinion. People have covered this song and had hits with it in America. It's Come On, Feel the Noise. So you Like that one. Yay! I must admit, I did think he did like it. This was a number one massive hit single. It went straight in at number one, I believe. And it's just superb. Come on, feel the noise. I think there's a chance you might actually like the next song as well, because you've heard it a few times. It's from the Rogues Gallery album. I said we'd revisit it a few times. 
This is the single that was released. It's all join hands. I did recognise that one. And? I quite liked it. See, I thought you might because you know it more. The other songs that we've listened to, a lot of them you've listened to once or maybe Goodbye twice. to Jane. You far, said you far liked away. It. You said you liked both of those to an extent. I said they're okay. But All Join Hands was, if we're honest, another attempt to write a seasonal classic. It refers to singing Old Lang Syne. The B-side to it, not that you really care was a song called Here's to the New Year and was a retread of a song called Thanks for the Memory that had been a top 10 hit in the 70s, but they put it into a 6-8 time and added some Christmassy type lyrics. They knew by this point that they were going to be remembered for Merry Christmas, everybody. So far, most of the songs we've listened to have been stompers or bangers, haven't they? Yeah. We haven't heard anything that would really be properly called a ballad. Yeah. Until now. And it's from In Flame. This song has been described as one of the greatest singles ever released by a man called Noel Gallagher. He's on record on a show that was about Slade as saying that he thinks this song was one of the best songs ever released. And it's called How Does It Feel? And it's from the In Flame album. It only reached number 15, which at that point was the lowest charting single since the number one single, Cause I Love How You. How does it feel right at the start? And how does it feel when you are thrown Wow, we've had three that you like in a row. What you definitely won't have heard before, with the exception of listening to this CD, not that you've listened to it anywhere near often enough, was a B-side I stuck on. It's called Kill 'Em at the Hot Club Tonight. Get over me, 
I'll get over you. The only time to meet is when we really fancy. We talk quite a lot. We sleep on enough. The last thing I remember was the TV dancing. You walk on the right, I walk on the left. The only thing to say will be a hello, maybe. We had lots of fun. We rolled in the sand. You keep on throwing things at me and I bleed, baby. You can smile like you did before. Keep your souvenirs upon your bedroom wall. Everyone gets silly. Hot blood can get chilly. We'll kill 'em at the hot club tonight. So this is a song that not only do you not know very well, but I suspect any Slade fan who picks up and listens to our podcast probably won't know this all that well. What do you think? It's fine. That's all I can say. Oh, we're back to the fine again. Well, we'll stick with things that he's not very nice. Who's not? The person singing Why? the song. Because he wants to kill someone. You don't get what they're referring to then, do you? No. So, kill him at the hot club tonight is referring to not murder, but as in a phenomenally successful show. Oh, okay. Do you understand that? You must have Still heard that before. Still to kill someone. No, no, no. It's not. It's actually... They they talk about comedians. In fact, you've you've seen um, Wreck It Ralph, yeah. And you remember the bit with the Laffy Taffy, yeah. And what does Fix It Felix say? He says we're slaying them, and he's talking about how much the Laffy Taffy is laughing, so they can get out of that uh, yeah. nest quicksand. And he says we're slaying them. That's the phrase. Kill them at the hot club tonight means we're being. Incredibly successful at what we're doing. It's not a murder song. It sounds like a murder song. Well, it, it's not. I mentioned a lot earlier a album that had an ironic title that then turned out to be true and prophetic, which was Whatever Happened to Slade. This is the opening track from it. It's a bit of a deep cut because it was such an unsuccessful album. It's called B. Listen out for just how good the vocals are at the start of this song and think about how hard it is to sing what he sings as as someone who's been doing singing lessons okay okay They were very fast. They were very fast. I didn't like the song. Fair enough. Out of everything that you've listened to so far, that's probably my least favourite. But I wanted to include something from Whatever Happened to Slade. Because I think it's a decent album that was just unfortunately unsuccessful. The previous album was the aforementioned Nobody's Fools album. This is the other single that come from it. It's the single I think I prefer out of the two, although it was the less successful one, and it's called Let's Call It Quits.
Some was okay. I think that's the better of the two singles that were at least top 20 hits from Nobody's Fault. I love the lyrics in that, and I think they're very cleverly written. It should have been a bigger hit, but Slade were on the decline. So let's go back a couple of albums prior to Old, New, Borrowed and Blue for another one of their truly great ballads. And on this, I think Noddy Holder's singing is quite possibly his best ever vocal. It's called Every Day. Every day when I'm away, I'm thinking of you. Everyone can carry on except for we two. And you know that I love And you know that I And you know that I love won't die I'm in won't even show And no one will know One little wave to say Again, I don't care for these songs. But what did you think about the singing on it? Fine. I think the singing's phenomenal on it. I think that must have been quite a surprise to people when that was released as a single, given that the fact they were used to the stomping songs. This was the single that came after Merry Christmas, Everybody. And it's a tender, beautifully sung ballad. We're drawing to a close, John. Uh, yay. And we're going to go to their big hit from the 1980s. This got to number two. It's My Oh My from the amazing Kamikaze Syndrome. We all need someone to talk to, my oh my. We all need someone to talk to, my oh my. You need a shoulder to cry on. Call me, I'll be standing. My Oh My is better than Fine. My Oh My really should have been a number one smash. It's such a great song. And I hate the flying picket. What? That's who kept it off number one. You weren't listening. Uh, well, yeah, what song? Only You. Never heard of it. Only You is a great song when it was done by Yazoo. But the flying picket's a cappella version I thoroughly hate. So you don't like a cappella? Oh no, I like a cappella music. Pentatonics! I, I just don't like the Flying Pickets. Partly because they stopped this song, which I remember liking when I was nine years old. 
from being the number one. We're coming to the last track, Joel. Yay! This was a number one hit single. The band themselves recorded it as a joke and then their record label released it. It got to number one. I think they played it live a few times before they dropped it from their set because they were slightly embarrassed by it. But I included it because you really liked this when I made these CDs. It's Squeeze Me, Please Me. Like. Not particularly. I like the backing riff. Backing riff's great on it. Don't like the lyrics or the vocals. I love the lyrics on this. They I make think... they sound too sexual. Okay, fair enough. But squeeze me, please me. Yes, it sounds like it might be about sex, and an awful lot of their songs were. But it was recorded, like I say, as a joke. The final verse is massively self-referential. There's something about can't you learn to spell is said in it because at the time they deliberately misspelt the titles of their songs. So just have a look. Squeeze Me, Please Me is spelt S-K-W-E-E-Z-E -E -E for squeeze and please P-L-E-E-Z-E. -E. They deliberately misspelled things as part of their gimmick. Can't you learn to spell? Later on in that verse, it says like, so take me back home, you got it all wrong, because we sing that as well. And Take Me Back Home was another one of their hit singles from the period. It's a self-referential song. I don't think they ever intended it to be released as a single, but remember what I said about Don Powell's car accident? Yeah. Something needed to be put out at the time because he was still not right, and they put out Squeeze Me, Please Me, and it had a massive number one hit single with it. And they were embarrassed. <laughs> but I, I I, think it's a very clever lyric, but I understand why they themselves don't like it. So that's the 20 tracks for Slade. It's quite easy to get hold of Slade Greatest Hits. I first came across Slade through a compilation called Wall of Hits, which came out in 1991. I think I've liked them ever since. They split up after the release of Wall of Hits. So at this time, they released now a song called Radio Wall of Sound, solely written by Jim Lee. It got to number 21 in the charts. The follow-up single was Universe, also written solely by Jim Lee and sung by Jim Lee, I believe, and that sank without a trace. And then Noddy Holder said, I've had enough. And they split. So he and Jim Lee have not played together since. The other two carried on as a band known as Slade 2 and then just became known as Slade. They didn't release anything of any consequence whatsoever. Slade is the four. It always was the four members. They may not get on anymore. But 
I did read an interview with Noddy Holder where he said that he might be up for a reunion gig and possible tour. And I tell you what, I would blooming love to see Slade live. They were supposed to be a band that could kill them. They were that good. Kill them at the Hot Club tonight. They were supposed to be one of the best live bands going and I would love to see Slade live. So if they do, I'm going to be there. I wouldn't want tickets for that. Even if it's the price of the the um, My Chemical Romance gig. If it's the price of the My Chemical Romance gig of £85 a ticket, yes. You still go. If it's the price of another gig that I saw that I'd like to look for, the Pet Shop Boys. Yeah. Which is, I think, about 150 I would have to seriously think twice. <laughs> because, because there won't be another chance to see Slade live. If they if they do reform, you won't I will never get the chance to see them live. Personally, I don't think it'll happen. I I suspect Noddy Holder's voice has lost a lot of its power and range. So that was Slade. My turn. Otherwise known as Jaws Revenge. So what have you got? So I picked a song that's about dis di eating disorder. That sounds pleasant. It's by an animator. Oh no. You like Odd Ones Out. It's not Odd Ones Out, but it's by an, it's a, by an animator. Is it Jaden Animations? Yes, it's Jaden Animations. How did I guess? You liked her when I showed I think you might have played me this before, but go for it. And just like Odd Ones Out, the person she collabed with to help with it was Boy in the Band. Oh, he's happy, isn't he? <laughs> well, she already wanted to make a song raising awareness about of eating disorders. And it's called Empty. I can reach out to someone not like me. If you ask for help, it doesn't make you weak. I can reach out to someone not like me. I can help my mind to learn to trust my I'm formulating my thoughts. What did you describe this song as? What do you mean? You say it was dark. Yeah, it's quite dark, the theme. It makes me wonder why you like listening to it. I've mentioned to you several times that there's all the um, other YouTubers making songs about random things, and mm. then all the animators are making songs about real-world issues. Does she suffer from anorexia? She used to, yeah. It's a, it's not something I would choose to listen to, but I can appreciate it. That's not the same as saying I like it. Okay. And if it has its desired effect of 
encouraging a young person struggling with body image or specifically with anorexia or maybe bulimia to reach out and talk to somebody about what they're struggling with and maybe get help then I'm all for that because it is I, I do know somebody whose daughter has had anorexia and has had to be treated in the clinic for it and it is gut-wrenching it, it's and it kills mm. anorexia kills for instance have you ever heard of a woman called karen carpenter no so karen carpenter was the lead singer of a brother and sister duo called the carpenters they were one of the most successful acts in the 70s she died in 1983 of heart failure that was brought on by anorexia. So just to conclude on that song, I don't like it, but I do appreciate it. Is that fair? Yeah. Well, that concludes our podcast. The episode on Slade. The next one is a slightly more obscure artist. So the musical clue will be a little bit trickier than normal. But we'll be back in a couple of weeks time with our next episode. Cross promotion time. I've got a YouTube channel called Pock and Rop where I talk about music and I do rankings of top 15 things. My most recent three videos have been a review Part one and two of 2021's musical year. I handed out some Pock and Rop awards to people who basically don't know I exist. And my most recent video is me looking forward to what I think might happen in 2022 in terms of music. I have a channel called Fox Eating Nuggets. Um, I recently, well, I've only done one episode of a short series about the monkey game I mentioned earlier called Bloons. Um, I'm going to be doing some ranking videos that I haven't yeah, been planned yet. Yeah, muscling in on my territory. To do with films and video games, not music. If you enjoy our podcast, then over the next month or two, Joel and I will actually be appearing on my YouTube channel, ranking our top 100 songs of all time. And when I say ranking, I'm not going to be saying this one's 91 and this one's 90. I'm going to be doing mine in bunches of 10 because... So am I. Oh, are you? Yeah. Because I, I, to be honest, I can't decide what my favourite song of all time actually is. And so I can decide what my favourite 10 songs are. But listen out for the musical clue. And we'll see you in a fortnight. Bye. Generation